Hello, what's going on, everybody? I am D. And I am the O. And we are the OD Podcast. OD? (laughs) (laughs) Yup, yup. I feel like I'm a little loud, but it's okay. Uh, We got a lot (laughs) to talk about today, don't we? Yep. As always, week two, lots of topics. Woody whoops, uh, what's on the agenda? Uh, we've got to talk about DeAndre Baker, Quentin Dunbar, definitely. Yeah, the National Felons League. <laughs> <laughs> Woody Woo, now the Cowboys, now they're, they're the winners in that league, I'll tell you what. They just shined someone who was a felon. <laughs> well, he just got reinstated, but yeah. Mm, that's right, that's right. The uh, the edge rusher, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes, Alden Smith. Well, I mean, hopefully. Well, no, I don't want him to have a good career because they're on the Cowboys. But <laughs> <laughs> just the fact that you know at least he was able to come back from whatever. I forgot what the reason was. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many athletes doing so many things all the time. Uh, but yeah, we're also going to talk about the uh, the the pass interference rule. Um, that being rescinded, uh, getting to a little bit of why we got into football, mm-hmm. and uh, power rankings, and then which week two matchups, some other stuff in between. Yep. And a new segment uh, we decided to call the "What If." Ah, uh, yes. What if scenarios? Yes. And uh, there's the big rumor about Russell Wilson. And the trade with the Seahawks and the Browns for the first overall pick. So, yeah, that's a that's a very interesting what if scenario. Yeah, especially since uh, uh, have you heard this? The scientists have uh, discovered the uh, the scientists have discovered the uh, that parallel universe with the uh, time that runs backwards. Oh yeah, so, I mean somewhere out there in the parallel universe, the Browns are good because they have. <laughs> <laughs> the Browns are like the greatest dynasty. They probably already have like two, one back-to-back Super Bowls, 2018 and 2019. Now, wouldn't that be something? Indeed. Oh, that would be a sight to behold. All right. Um. Without further ado, uh, have you heard any news with the? Cody Latimer, any anything that got confirmed or denied? Uh, I haven't heard much of the news lately, but all I know is uh, somebody assaulted his child. And, well, obviously, I don't blame the man. If somebody is trying to, I don't know, beat up my child, I'm they're getting the hands. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Without you, question. You don't touch the man's. Right, right. I mean, like, I, I, I don't understand. Apparently, this is at a poker game. And I'm not going to question why this child was at uh, a grown man's poker game. I already know how parents are. I, I could tell you about many a party that I got dragged to that I'm thinking, this is not child friendly. But, <laughs> I mean, shoot, that's my dad. Like, he's my ride home. I don't <laughs> really got much where else to go. <laughs> So, I mean, I, I, uh, I, I, honestly, if that was the case, like you can't blame the man and, and I'm pretty sure, um, you know, they'll be able to work things out in court or, or find a way to, uh, drop some of the charges if that's the case, because, um, if, if that's true and, uh, the charges are still held up, that's kind of a dick move. Yeah. That's kind of, that's seriously messed up. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Man's child was assaulted. <laughs> like the the least he can do is like you know keep him out of jail. Like granted, you, you know he shouldn't have waved a gun at you, sure, but also he totally should have waved a gun at you. <laughs> Don't touch another. We got man's guys. Kid. We got guys like Cody Latimer that's you know willing to defend their son against sexual assault. Meanwhile, you got 
uh, guys like Little Boosie who was paying for their kid to get there <laughs> to, to have oral sex with uh, with sex workers, man. <laughs> uh, I, I think I I think the Cody Latimer uh, dad is is uh, yeah. probably the, more of the dad that's more acceptable. <laughs> dad, <laughs> I definitely want that dad as my dad. <laughs> and and like look 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 child abuse is no laughing matter but i mean come on like the the nfl is such compared to like what rappers get away with every day <laughs> uh you know but uh i guess uh the nfl watch watches over its athletes and the fbi watches over our rappers so straight up <laughs> Yeah, potato, yeah, potato. No, um, um, I definitely feel like Cody Latimer should. Uh, I mean, when at first, like you know, all the arrests and stuff that was happening, which you know, there's a whole bunch of DeAndre Baker and Ed Oliver, yeah, and stuff. We get into later, but you know, I'm just like, what's going on with this league? Like all these guys, you know, <laughs> <they're>, <laughs> during the quarantine, and they're just getting into trouble left and right. Right. But you know, look further into the Latimer story, and it's like, all right, well, <laughs> I completely understand why. He did what he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and probably the most acceptable out of the, out of the other situations. Probably, I would, I would, uh, I would think so. Cause uh, the other situation we have uh, Quentin Dunbar and uh, DeAndre uh, Baker. They uh, they got into some trouble also at a poker game. So um, yeah, I guess a lot of people were signed for the poker this uh, quarantine. Yeah, it's almost like. <laughs> Definitely not staying six feet apart. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, do they not know that online poker exists? <laughs> online poker kind of sucks, let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, can you even play Boo Rang in online poker? I don't think so. Mm. Oh, so. so there you go. Sometimes the uh, the thrill of the game is just you lose. You lose the uh, you know the little the little factor of is this person bluffing or not? You gotta look for the, the little movements in their faces, right? Trying like, to see like oh yeah this man's definitely bluffing. You know the very the interactive factor. The absolute yeah best part of poker. You're a big poker guy, yeah, right? It, yeah, love poker. Yeah. And but you know I definitely don't understand trying to rob everybody at a poker game when you're. Uh, multi-millionaire playing probably one of the biggest sports the biggest sport in America yeah I don't understand that do you really not I mean like what if uh, because like I heard that they lost like 70 grand uh, just like the week prior yeah like (laughs) (laughs) yeah true (laughs) multi-millionaire 70 grand but just remember, like, don't these guys get paid, like, during the weeks that they play, and then on the offseason, they just have to, like, manage their money? So maybe he was just like, oh, I gotta... Gotta... gotta. Just every week. <laughs> <laughs> like, Damn, well... 70 is all I got left. <laughs> might, as well, <laughs> might as well bet it in the slots. <laughs> that's like, uh... Well, um... I got... I got rent that's due. That's that's five hundred dollars, and then uh, this chicken wing combo is eleven ninety nine, and I got twelve dollars in my pocket right now. So uh, guess who's eating wangs, boys? <laughs> yeah, but uh, but no, I mean like uh, yeah. I, I first of all, I don't understand. Well, no, I get it. Rich people don't have to follow social distancing. So that part I completely understand. The part that I uh, don't get is uh, more so the getaway car situation where they rolled out in a, a Lamborghini, um, a, a Mercedes, and, and another uh, fancy car. I don't... Like, in GTA, in Need for Speed, in any... Uh, Fast and Furious movie? Hell yeah, right? Uh, in real life, though? <laughs> I, I just, I, I just fail to see, um, 
I don't know. I think I think uh, I think the situation might be like slightly blown out of proportion, um, mainly because of uh, I, I mean like the the whole thing of like, hey, look, we're we're here, we're at this poker game. Like somebody owes somebody something. Like they, like they were participants. They didn't just crash a random party and uh, start. Uh, robbing people, like, I'm, I'm guessing, like, maybe some, some people at this party might have owed them some money, things got kind of heated, especially when you're dealing with, like, a lot of money, and then you have alcohol in the system, and then, uh, you know, like, I mean, you can't take the hood out the boy, so he just got, gets a little bit aggressive, uh, says some things that it doesn't really mean, they grab the stuff, they hop in the cars, and they, uh, you know, drive out i don't i don't think it was necessarily a thing of like we're here specifically to rob you or like what if the people really did owe them money yeah but uh so that's the funny thing because the story in general just doesn't it never made sense and uh as it seems like as the uh court cases and stuff went on uh seems like the people that were accusing them not cooperating as in they just didn't they were like switching their story uh seeming like dunbar was didn't even have a gun at all or wasn't even at the poker game (laughs) wait what (laughs) yeah uh and then baker um apparently just was just playing madden (laughs) wait what (laughs) yeah uh i said he was playing madden Mm -hmm. and um, some stuff started happening, and then the issue started rising. He just left, which oh. I guess they calling the getaway. <laughs> so uh, yeah, definitely a lot of different stories, uh, but it's looking like Baker and Dunbar are being framed. Right, and if that is the case, then, then uh, shame they on need new friends ruin their career yeah same on them for trying to ruin I mean also some people there's a lot of stories some people are saying there are dolphin players there I, I'm not well, well this is all I don't down in Miami either. right yeah so I mean that that would make some sense yeah but I mean if if they're being framed just shame on these guys for trying to ruin their careers Dunbar just moving on to a new team about to you know continue to play at a decent level Right. Baker, who was literally just going into his second year, and you know this is too much for you know during this whole quarantine and stuff. Like it's not whatever was going down in there. It's not it's not a good thing to be framing people. Right. Um. Now I'm not gonna sit here. I'm one to believe innocent until proven guilt guilty. Especially so when you're a number gonna... one overall draft pick <laughs> or, or first round draft pick, I should say. Yeah, that's a, that's a first round draft pick. I don't want that wasted. But <laughs> no, no, no. Honestly, like I mean, yeah. it, it sounds it's for what if people are moving back on what they're saying. It either means that one, they were lying, or two, they're being paid hush money. Right. And that's the uh, that's now, the. If it's, oh, sorry. I hope it's not the second one, but. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're gonna keep our fingers crossed that it's not the second one, but um, but honestly, I mean, like you have to remember that these are some very affluent folk, uh, but also very young folk, and uh, when when you're in that kind of position, and I guess like the age range can happen, it can happen in any age range, but especially when you're young and you have like uh, the people that haven't had the trauma of uh, being screwed over in a uh, monumentous way. Um, yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna try to, you know, screw you over, and they're gonna try to, uh, uh, they're gonna try to, try to leech every single cent off of you, just because, like, your, your presence and how much money you make, uh, just being close to them, they can't resist the temptation of trying to get a little bit of what you got, I mean, uh, and I think it happens far too often to a lot of these, uh, NFL guys, where, um, they don't necessarily do anything wrong, they just find themselves in the uh wrong 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 place at the wrong time because they're their stupid friends quote-unquote friends uh you know they they use their wealth and they use their status to to you know try to um advance themselves uh and 
all it really does is, is get the NFL player in trouble while the rest of the people can kind of like duck under, uh, you know, the rest of the people can kind of just duck under the, uh, what am I trying to say? The penal system. There we go. Mm. You know, so hopefully, um, hopefully everything can get squared away. Um, both are proven innocent. I mean, uh, Quentin Dunbar did post that, uh, video to, uh, the Seahawks before this all went down about how he was excited to come and, um, really be kind of a character player, really be a team player. So, uh, if, if, you know, the allegations are false and they, uh, hurt the, uh, trust between Dunbar and the Seahawks organization, then that's a, you know, that's a double shame on the, uh, that's a double shame on, on the people that, that fabricated the, that might have fabricated the story because it's just like, come on, now you're messing with, with, with another man's livelihood. If there's, you know, there's a few things you don't mess with, like another, another person's kid, another person's home and another person's livelihood. Yeah. I definitely agree with you there, man. Mm-hmm. Now, this last person, Ed Oliver, uh-huh. That man's just stupid. <laughs> uh, I don't. There's no way there's to justify anything there. I mean, this dude was driving while drunk, uh, under the influence, and he had possession of a gun that he did not have a license for. Uh oh. So uh, yeah. Um, I mean, most he's probably probably just gonna get released on like suspended for like a couple games mm-hmm. but he's he's still gonna be part of the bill there's nothing super serious there so yeah uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah driving under the influence with uh <laughs> with a gun that's not yours nah that's not enough to get you kicked out the league that's just enough for us a couple of suspensions that's I mean, uh, (laughs) smoking the weed. (laughs) That's why they say, lay off the weed. (laughs) (laughs) The people at home knew who we were talking about. Uh, Yes, they did. Yeah. And if you don't, I suggest that uh, you look up Stephen A. Smith because we do have some people that uh, don't know everything about everything when it comes to football. That is true. Yeah. That is definitely true. But no, I mean, Ed Oliver is a good player. I think the Bills are going to hurt a little bit um, for the four to six weeks that he'll be suspended because that's what I assume that these kind of things uh, warrant. Um, Although, wouldn't it be crazy if he was only suspended for like two games? Honestly, knowing this league, I wouldn't be surprised about that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, some people would just get suspended like six games off of just allegations like what Zeke got. Right. Right. We're just an allegation and well, nothing went further from it. But hey, and you, can't be, you can't play this game for six weeks. The, the beautiful thing was it wasn't a consecutive six weeks. It was like on and off. <laughs> yeah. You know. He still ran for a thousand yards that season too which is absolutely insane. <laughs> yeah, it's just wild. Yeah. Uh, but it's um, a freak. <laughs> And <laughs> Dak is riding. Dak is like Zeke is piggybacking Dak. <laughs> or Dak is riding on Zeke's back, yeah, just getting carried. And it's like mm, 40 million. <laughs> I demand 40. The position is the most important position. Gosh. Did you know that um other players aren't necessarily allowed to buy their teammate stuff? Like, not. Only like the QB can really uh, uh, purchase other things uh, for the teammates, but there's this. Um, ever since the bounty gate, there's this kind of like anti-incentive rule that goes around. So oh, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> only only the QB can buy gifts for their teammates. Everybody else just kind of like has to be uh, off the record, under the table, not on NFL purpose. Uh, premises I mean I can see I can see why but I mean I'm I'm fairly certain even through this whole even that whole bounty gate thing it's just 
just like yeah, the Saints were the poster boys for that, but teams or all bunch of teams were doing that. It's just not. It just wasn't as you know, I guess, put out there or right as the Saints were. But teams have been doing that forever. It's like oh yeah, you know, just you know, a couple hundred bucks. Like yeah, it's just it's just kind of crazy to me as a Saints fan um, because like. No bias, but a little bias. It, it, it's kind of messed up how uh, Bounty Gate come out and the NFL was very clear with what they wanted to do, suspend Sean Payton for a year, and then, um, you know, uh, and then also their defensive coordinator. So the Saints pretty much had to play an entire season without their uh, normal leadership. Um, but despite all that, it's like, it's not like Sean Payton isn't their guy. He's coming back next year, so... I guess it's if you have to, you know, uh, learn like either you're continuing the system, but a new coach has to teach it, which basically means you're dealing with a substitute coach or a substitute teacher the entire season, um, at, on both offense and like on bo- uh, both of your play calling and on defense, and then, uh, uh, and then like you know, and then they have to pick up the pieces and just continue the rest of the season, and then you go to the freaking. New England Patriots, where Tom Brady deflates some balls to win a championship game, and they're just like, eh, you know, like we we have smashed phones, court cases, like the whole nine yards, and I'm like, yeah, I get it. It's just some deflated balls for a little bit of a competitive edge, but I mean, this is a at the very least, you know, it's a clear offense. I think he would have beaten Andrew Luck anyway, but I mean, he hit evidence. He actively hid evidence, like, interfered with an investigation. Like, should that not have warranted uh, a little bit of a suspension, like, a little bit more longer of a suspension than four freaking games? Uh, <laughs> I mean, come on, man. And, 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 and also, like, let's, let's be clear. Like, these are still NFL guys. I don't think that the Saints at the time were this big, bad, evil team that was going around saying... We're going to injure other players for a competitive advantage. No, like, I think this was mainly just a way to, um, like, I think I think it was more so like, hey, you hit that dude super hard. Here's a little extra, you know, something, something to say, we appreciate you putting the eff- extra effort out there on the field, not necessarily, hey, <laughs> you get five grand for broken bones, ten grand. <laughs> <laughs> Break his femur, his five grand, but if you could somehow tear his muscles apart, it's a whole million dollars right there, man. Yeah. <laughs> you got an extra year on your contract. <laughs> but every year they're out with the MCL ACL. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The NFL, when it comes to their suspensions, they're not. They're, they're not consistent. <gasps> no, what? <laughs> the NFL is not consistent with their suspensions. <laughs> not my NFL, and that's why that's I think that's a good reason why a lot of people be booing uh, Roger Goodell. But whatever, it's in the past, it's in the past. As long as they continue to you know at least try to make a respectable league. Yeah, and I'm yeah. still gonna watch it anyways because I'm a fool. <laughs> Just like how I'm still gonna play Madden because I am also a fool. <laughs> yes, 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 we are. We love football too much, man. Leave me alone. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, we, we, we do love football. If I can, uh, I think that's a good segue, actually. Uh, what what got you into football uh, in the first place? Ah. And uh, who are your favorite teams? Okay, so what got me into football? Well, let's start off like this. So originally... <laughs> When I was younger, I was more of a, definitely more of a basketball guy. Didn't really, you know, you say didn't really, I didn't care for football at all. Uh, my oldest brother, he, he kind of played a little bit of football with me in high school. But uh, then uh, he went to Nigeria for like two years. It was like two years, two or three years, I think. But uh, yeah, and then when he came back, uh, he kind of started getting back into football again and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I was like, you know, why, why not, you know, get to start to learn something new. 
mm-hmm. and you know he was buying the football he used to like toss it and stuff like that and then you know that's what made me get into like liking playing it so I was like okay let me let me actually start watching this mm-hmm. and that year when I started watching it uh, I decided you know let me pick let me pick a team yeah, whatever team I could become a fan of. I'm like, well, I'm from New York, so uh, Jets don't seem to be that good. But I like the Giants. Well, <laughs> uh, let, me, uh, let me keep watching these Giants gameplay. And uh, surprisingly, that year is when the Giants won the Super Bowl. What? The Patriots. What? 18-1. and one. What? So, oh, you <laughs> love to hear it. <laughs> so... Say it again. First, Your accent first. is so great. <laughs> 18 and 1. Uh. <laughs> no, but you know, just literally like my first year watching football like and getting into it. And to see the team that I decided to become a fan of, which I mean because I was in New York, so it wasn't mm-hmm. really reason for something like that a whole bunch of games now now as if they went 16 to go and i was like hey let me be a pair right patriots fan like <laughs> no like i became a fan of the team that was local where i was and right. they went made it to the super bowl so i'm like all right i'm like this is fate <laughs> like, this is my sport i gotta love this game now <laughs> right right so yeah uh, that's how that's how i became a giants fan well i mean like i started as a Giants fan so that just cemented like that's my team and then they did it again four years later. Just amazing. Yeah. And uh, we've been kind of terrible since. But uh, good times are coming. Good times are coming. Good times are definitely coming. And and it's so upsetting too because like I really like as a, as a fellow Giants fan, I really thought that that's what it was going to be like. Like we won the Super Bowl, have a couple Every of down years. years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought the same thing too. Especially the fact that it was like four years later. Yeah. So I was like, okay, yeah, we're not winning, but what's 2015 hits? <laughs> <laughs> we're definitely, when we play the Patriots in the, in the regular season again, we're going to mm-hmm. win the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's happened twice already. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, still not good. Whew. Yep, yep. I, I really wanted, uh, I really wanted Eli Manning to go back into the Super Bowl and give Tom Brady just one more Super Bowl loss. Just to, just to really, like, drive it in there of like I am your kryptonite (laughs) Uh, who's your daddy daddy Eli (laughs) I mean (laughs) geez Louise that one season under Ben McAdoo I almost thought because I mean the offense wasn't scoring a whole lot of points but the defense the defense was playing way above their pay grade Um, and then they went to they, they went on a boat. Pay, they, were, they were playing for their pay grade. That's the reason why we had to go through a rebuild. Ah. <laughs> we just literally just put all the money into the defense. True. And, yeah, that just screwed us over. Mm-mm. That's uh, leaving a very trash O-line to continue to be trash. Yep. Uh, yeah, so Giants, that was the team. And then soon after, uh, I also decided to start watching the Jets and then you know in the 09 season when Mark Sanchez came in whoop, and they brought in and they brought in uh Dick Tomlinson and Daniel Tomlinson and, mm-hmm. and Daniel Thompson was my favorite player at that point I, I love watching him play he's yeah. still my favorite player it was uh so that, n- number uh number 21 right yeah yep yeah they played for the Chargers yep yeah and then when he went to the Jets I was like oh yeah like I like this player like you know and then the Jets started doing good things as well too had Darrell Rivas, one of the top defenses. Literally just Rivas Island. <laughs> I still remember the game when he held Calvin Johnson to one catch for 13 yards. Just freaking the Calvin had Johnson, like man. Seven or eight targets that game. Which is, that's insane. Like, Rivas was, he was a yeah. force to be reckoned with. That Jets team was a force to be reckoned with. And I'm so upset that they went to two championship games back-to-back and could not at least make the Super Back to back, right? Like, even if they made it to the Super Bowl and lost, yeah, I would have been like, okay, like this is, I'm fine with this, like that's okay, but they just couldn't even do that. Yeah, just and couldn't then, do it. The years after, they just started losing players and just started collapsing. But yeah, you know, I still remain a Jets fan, so <laughs> I, all because of that. You gotta love, you gotta love the Jets. You gotta love Kid Brother. I mean, 
Joe Namath might have cursed the team uh, for what <laughs> <laughs> Super Bowl, but golly, when they call you Broadway Joe Namath, that's just the way things go, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So the Jets they became my second team, mm-hmm. uh, and then my third team uh, was actually uh, the Baltimore Ravens. Oh. And the reason I became a fan of them was because when we were back in uh, 07, 08, 09 area, you know, that's when uh, Madden was actually a good game. <laughs> Still had some poor, poor physics here and there, but overall franchise was. So, but they did have physics. <laughs> <laughs> the the franchise was at its like was at one of its best, and like yes. that just made the game. That just you know that's what I really got into in the game. Oh, yeah. And I started. We did a, and me and my brothers, we did a little thing where we each picked a team to like start a franchise with and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, we all decided to do bird teams. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. So my oldest brother, he picked the Eagles, which you know, I'm like, why would you pick the Eagles? And the Giants. <laughs> right. Uh, I digress. And then my second oldest brother picked the uh, Falcons. So then. Now I'm trying to pick a team. I'm like, all right, who do we got? Bird teams. We got Cardinals. Man, I mean, I like Larry Fitzgerald, but otherwise, man. Right. Uh, what else we got? Seahawks. Man. They ain't have Marshawn Lynch yet. Nah. Yeah. They ain't have Russell Wilson yet, so they weren't really a team I really cared about. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, how about the Ravens? I'm kind of liking that black and purple scheme. It looks kind of nice. Yeah, right. sure. I'll do the Ravens. <laughs> and, you know, that, I even though it's kind of weird to become a fan of a team because of the franchise you pick, but, yeah, I don't know. For some reason, I just became a fan of the Ravens. I mean, I had Ray Lewis, who was just dominating. Ed Reed on defense. Mm-hmm. And later, Ravens went to the Super Bowl. So, you know, that was definitely a good, good to see. Mm-hmm. I saw two of my top three teams win the Super Bowl. And my That's final cool. team, yeah, my final team I became a fan of. They also won a Super Bowl, and I Ring guess chaser. I kind of became. <laughs> I kind of became a fan of them because of that year they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, but I mean, I may became a fan of the star quarterback that was on the team, and that star quarterback was Drew Mother. <sighs> Breeze. Drew Brees, the true goat, the true goat, and you know, just seeing that Saints team just come through that 09 season. And now I was really hoping for a Jets versus Saints Super Bowl because I feel like it was gonna it was gonna be a good one. But right, <laughs> that would have been nice. But yeah, not like Drew Brees. He's just a good, just a good guy, good character. I mean, the story just coming back from the injury and stuff like that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, it just made me want to be a Saints fan. And, yeah, that time, just been watching the Saints not give their team any defense. And Drew Brees just literally just putting up stats. Mm-hmm. So when they finally do have defenses, and, well, at least to the Vikings and the playoffs. But <laughs> <laughs> their, their, time, their time is coming. This year will be it. Or next year. Very soon. Very soon, I think. Yeah, so those are those are the top four teams. Uh, those are the teams I'm I'm pretty uh, high on. Like I'm kind of a fan of the Chargers, just because I like their color scheme. And again, it's like my favorite player, Dane Thompson, played for them. So mm, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense for sure. And yeah, that's a uh, that's why I got into football. And now I can't leave. <laughs> that's uh... Some people have no identity, man. <laughs> We're in too deep, man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shoes. Yeah, man. I mean, I like football. I think uh, I love football for the stats, but the stories are just as important to me, honestly. Yeah. Um, if not more so, I'm, I'm a sucker for I'm a sucker for sports stories, especially in football, man. I mean, it's such a brutal league of one and done, you know. Yeah. Like, like basketball, where you, can, you know, you got seven games, so you got to, you know, right. not be the best team, but like maybe you could get like two wins here and there. I think I think basketball is interesting because 
you really have to, it's really about your best mean. Like, you have to be at your best average pace. Um, and that's what makes, like, certain players so dominant. I mean, you look at the Cleveland Cavaliers and what they were doing without LeBron James. And then as soon as you add LeBron James and their average team, like, potency is a playoff caliber team. And basically one guy, one guy did that for your team, you know? So yeah. it's uh, it's impressive what, what he's able to do. Um, but we're not here to talk about basketball right now. We're here to talk about football. And um, I, <laughs> I uh, am also a Giants fan. Um, <gasps> what? No way. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, I know, right? But uh, but the Giants were not the first uh, team that I watched. As a matter of fact, uh, when I was playing Pop Warner football, my uh, team name was the Rosedale Jets. Um, we wrote we wore black and gold, but we were definitely the uh, the Jets. So when I started to watch football, especially for film study, one of the um, teams. Uh, one of the first team that I watched were the uh, Chad Pennington-led uh, New York Jets. Um, and we weren't all that great, but we were definitely scrappy. And there were and, and, and there were always talks of like, well, maybe we can sneak into the uh, playoffs, you know. Uh, the, the Patriots dynasty wasn't really a thing at this time. Um... I think they had already beaten the Rams, but uh, the consecutive wins didn't really start coming as of yet. But uh, they were definitely starting to build. But uh, but yeah, no, I was you know the I saw the Jets. I said, hey, these guys, these guys look great. They play hard. They play disciplined. I like this team. So I uh, ironically, I watched the Jets to become a better player, and that's probably why I'm not playing football right now. But <laughs> <laughs> no, I kid, I kid. I love my Jets, and and I did, um, I did learn uh, a lot by watching those NFL players uh, play the game at that time. Um, and uh, and I was also very excited when the Jets brought in Ladanian Tomlinson. Uh, as a matter of fact, there's this anime called uh, Ice Shield 21. Uh, to me, it's still one of the best sports animes out there. It's a little bit older, but, uh, you know, the main character, he uh, rocks an ice shield, so nobody knows that he's actually this, like, scrawny kid that could run really fast. But uh, all he does is work out, improve his run game, and improve his cuts. Um, so when I'm seeing Ladanian Thomason out there in real life rocking number 21, <laughs> I'm like, oh, snap, you know, like it, it, football, like the, the fact that I was able to enjoy anime and football simultaneously um, really helped allow me to stick with football most definitely. Um, but uh, I became a Giants fan once Michael Strahan, um, once I started watching my, more Michael Strahan highlights, uh, he came onto the scene. Um, he was just absolutely a freak of nature. And then he had that season where he uh, recorded 22 sacks, if I'm not mistaken, yep. in the year, setting the NFL record. Uh, I believe that record still hands today. Like, I think somebody tied it, but I don't think uh, anybody broke the most sacks in the season yet. Yep. <clears throat> <clears throat> oh, sorry. 22 and a half <laughs> sacks of the season has yet to be broken. People have come close. People have definitely come close, but it is yet to be broken. Uh, oh, you know what's funny? The previous owner, uh, Mark Gassanow on the New York Jets. He was on the Jets, yep. Well, would you look at that? Would you look at that? Anywho. Jets and Giants at the top. Yeah, I mean, like, the Jets and Giants have always been those teams where even when they're not great, you can expect something to come, you know, from our defense. Uh, there was always that bend-don't-break mentality. Um, and they just came off as underdog teams. They were easy to root for. 
you know, you, you, you loved him. Um, and then 2007 came around, and I watched uh, a very, a very, very heart-filled, scrappy, underdog, take no, we're not going to take no for an answer football team, rise through the ranks, get into the playoffs, and pound each and every opponent on their way to the Super Bowl where they did what? 18 and huh? 18 and 1. 18 and 1, baby. Um, And I will always bring it up. Because look, Patriots fans, congratulations. You have six Super Bowl rings. Who gives a shit? Nobody. <laughs> I'm not gonna let I'm not gonna let your six Super Bowl rings get in the way of the fact that you won 18 straight games just to lose it all in the most important game of the season. Do you know what that makes Tom Brady? Do you know what that makes Tom Brady, Mo? What does it make Tom Brady? It makes Tom Brady a choker. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think you'll ever hear that come from any of the other uh, football podcasts, but. <laughs> to say that I just want the Tom world Brady's to not the GOAT I hate he's, he's not if you, he's, if you got a problem with that email me yeah we'll talk. send a message send a voice message if you have a problem we will argue Tom Brady is not the GOAT follow me on my Twitter uh, <laughs> <at> the, <laughs> actually I hardly use my Twitter so I should probably I uh, have a Twitter <laughs> <laughs> follow me on Twitter at pocket full of Pringles and we will debate um, <laughs> I love my Twitter name, uh, <laughs> but, uh, the year after, um, the year after two years removed from Hurricane Katrina, uh, the Saints are, uh, back in the Superdome, um, they go eight and eight, but they do it in a very weird fashion. They go eight and eight with the number one, uh, with the number one offense in the league. I mean, so up until this point, I've been watching football primarily for defense. So I really learned to appreciate the game and I started learning to appreciate the nuances of footwork and pass rushing and defensive schemes and how to really uh, throw the quarterback off their game. And then here comes the Saints. The, the team, mind you, that matched my Pop Warner team the black, of the black and gold. And I'm sitting here like, oh, oh, to hell with defense. <laughs> <laughs> to hell with defense. I mean, the, the, the 2008 Saints finished with the 23rd best defense. So, like, not the bottom of the league, but definitely scraping the bottom. But with the number one offense and Drew Brees, I mean, pulling up his stats right now, 65% completion rating, 34 touchdowns, uh, 17, intercep uh, 17 interceptions. I mean, it, it, the, if the, the Saints had a problem this year, it wasn't Drew Brees. <laughs> <laughs> it was not Drew Brees. And I just, I don't know, I just kind of, um, really, I just, I just uh, fell in love with their style of play. I fell in love with how tenacious they were. And also... Going back to Ice Shield 21, um, in the show, like the very, very first season, they they basically don't have anybody. So they're saying, hey, we don't have a defense, but the, the point of the game is to outscore your opponent. So as long as we keep on putting up points, then <laughs> we can win every game. So... Uh, and I felt like that was kind of the Saints mentality at the time of like, hey, look, guys, uh, we got to this is the situation. Let's put up some points. Right. Um, but uh, but but I would not be without a Super Bowl from the Saints shortly after, because uh, a couple years later, um couple years later or actually the very next year i think uh yeah. they they go to win a super bowl 2009 2009 they go to win a super bowl and uh drew Brees. i mean that was the uh that was the game where they went against uh, 
the whatchamacallit, the Colts, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, man. And wasn't Colts were like 14 and 2 or something that year. Like Peyton. They were, <laughs> they were a force. Peyton Manning was slinging it. I believe Tony Dungy was the head coach at the time, too. I, I mean, the 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 Colt, the Indianapolis Colts were were a threat, and and this is such an ex- exceptional game. Um, and this is also where you realize that Sean Payton was a madman for starting the second half with an onside kick <laughs> in the Super Bowl. The balls you must have, they must be tremendous. Sean Payton, that is my coach. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, how do you not fall in love with a guy like that when he has uh, the like Sean Payton plays the game like how I play Madden, and that makes me feel <laughs> it makes me feel special. Um, fourth and 18, we're going for it. Coach, we're on our own 23, we're going for it. <laughs> Coach, we're ahead by 21. If I have to repeat myself one more damn time. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, shortly after that, um, I mean, yeah, I, it just really cemented my love of the Saints and my love of offense. I uh, uh, I, I believe that was my last year of um, playing uh, padded football. Uh, I wanted to uh, switch to offense so badly, and um, the cowards wouldn't let me. So... <laughs> Uh, you know, that was that was the end of my tenure at the Rosedale Jets. But um, still had a lot of fun. Still have a lot of love for that team. And they solidified my love for both the New York Jets and the New Orleans Saints. So uh, can't be too mad at them. And then my last team uh, is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, I hate the Eagles. Uh, but on the other side of Pennsylvania, for some reason, the Steelers, I thought they were... I thought... They had a lot more um, class than the Eagles without losing that, like, <laughs> Pennsylvania toughness, you know? <laughs> like, Eagles okay. Fans. Eagles have middle class. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, goodness gracious. The, I, I can see why the Eagles did not win a Super Bowl for as long as they did. Um that that was that wasn't because they couldn't make it. That was for safety reasons. I'm pretty sure <laughs> Donovan McNabb looked around at this stadium and like took in all the fans and was like, "Oh, the city might get destroyed if we actually win, huh?" <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm not I'm not trying to win any Super Bowls here. It's for the it's for the safety of the Eagles fans. <laughs> it's for the safety. Like I live here. This is I don't want my. <laughs> Well, my find out his house is destroyed. Like, oh man, <laughs> this is my <laughs> this is my gift for winning. <laughs> you know, God forbid the Eagles go eighteen and one. <laughs> See, all of Philadelphia just get quarantined. Military zone. They'd still be rioting in the streets. And Philly's crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I have a friend that's really into Philly. I'm like, huh? I can never get it, but I think I also understand. I mean, if that's just your speed, that's your speed, you know. But um, but uh, I I love um, but yeah, I one of the reasons why I think um I really fell in love with uh, the Steelers is because of my hatred for Philly, but my appreciation for Pennsylvania toughness. And then also, um, when I played football, uh, we would go down in Long Island and we faced this uh, team called Wontaw, um, and their colors were the Steelers, black and yellow. Um, and we always faced them during their homecoming game. And, uh, and we always played a great game, but the Rosedale Jets always came out on top. It was a great game, but we always came out on top. But I just respected the uh, the toughness of those guys. I I respected the their love of football. They made me want to be a better player. That's for sure. And, and they weren't braggadocious about it because let me get the like let me tell you they were a very 
good football team. Like, we beat them for sure, but we were probably one of only two of their losses on the entire season. They were very excellent. Um, and, and you know, they, they played us with all their heart. We played them with all of our heart. And it, it playing them really makes you love football. I mean, if you don't play sports, like, I hope you have something else that you can uh, become as impassionate about. But when you have a really good football game, I mean, just a really clean, no penalties, just everybody making it like uh, everybody putting everything they got on the field for the love of the sport. I mean, tell me not. Isn't that just one of the greatest feelings? I've never actually got the chance to play a <laughs> real, real football game. But hey, hey, you, every football game is a real football game. Uh, don't let that. Yeah. Even shoots, even when we were outside playing with the, all the block boys on that terrible, terrible turf field that we used to play on. <laughs> yeah, good times. Yeah. Painful times, but good times. <laughs> remember that, uh, oh my goodness, remember at the end of the game where we had uh, all the guys from the handball courts and we had the upperclassmen uh, with us and at the end yeah. we all just kind of like <laughs> took our shirts off and shared our battle scars? Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, didn't our didn't our guy cut one dude's like clean across the chest? Yeah, we, we just literally have words out there, man. <laughs> war zone. Yeah, man. Uh, battling each other and battling the turf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so a little backstory. Like, we went to a fairly uh, poor school, um, but uh, as a matter of fact, the whole neighborhood was kind of poor. But um, you know, it had heart. Um, and a field right across the street from the school used to be all concrete. And then we learned that we were uh, getting turf. So we're like super excited. Everybody's ecstatic. Um, takes them like uh, a decade and a half just to build. Because. I'm going to build this field, man. Like, we're like, oh man, we're, this is going to be our field. We're, we're ready to use this field. Uh. And, um, but finally, like, after almost a year of construction, um, they get the field made, and, uh, everybody's excited, and the first thing I do is, I'm running out to the field, and I kind of want to fall on the turf, and, you know, feel that turf grass, because, man, when you're on some good turf, it is soft, it feels nice. Have you, uh, uh does, does, uh, Albany have turf on their field? Uh, I've been looking, man. I haven't found any any fields with. It. I mean, there's there's only like one, but you know, most of them are private and stuff like that. Ah, uh, that's unfortunate, man. That's unfortunate. I did get to uh, get on the uh, University of Hawaii field a couple of times, but PSU, their their field is nice. They have a nice soft turf field. This field was not nice. <laughs> <laughs> this field would literally shred your skin. Um. It was almost as bad as concrete. It was like soft concrete, really. Yeah. You can... They just replaced concrete with soft concrete. Yeah. And then I remember, like, halfway through the year, uh, the field started, like, <laughs> ripping up. And you could see some of the uh, loose staples and nails coming out the ground. This is not a safe field for children, but... um, did battles there anyways. Let that be a little... I mean, yeah. I mean, that's just... That's just the heart of the game. And um, cycling all of this back to the Steelers, uh, Mike Tomlin is also one of my favorite coaches. Uh, and the, the way he coaches his players and uh, being a no-nonsense uh, and yet still somehow being a player's coach, um, watching the Steelers just kind of like played with heart. It, 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 they, the Steelers felt like an unpolished Patriots team. Because they still have the prestige, they have the Super Bowls, they have, you know, um, the very talented head coach, and they have Big Ben at the helm, and, you know, like, I don't, he's not my favorite quarterback, but he's also no scrub either, so, uh, just combine all of that together, um, and add in a Troy Polamalu, who was one of my favorite players, Heinz. <laughs> Oh yeah, Troy Polamalu, man. He, he he's a freak of nature. Monster. Uh. Oh, God, I love him. Um Heinz Ward is also one of my uh 
Hans Ward was one of, one of my uh, favorite uh, players too. Um, Jerome Bettis, uh, love love that dude. Um, just a great personality. So yeah, so they just had a you know a, a bunch of guys that I really fell in love with. I I really love the uh, whole feeling um, and culture that they had out there at uh, Pittsburgh. Um, I feel like if I would have gone to school in Pennsylvania versus going down to school in Hawaii, I would have focused on football a lot more, but that's neither here or there. I just, you know, <laughs> love the, I mean, hey, you got to love the game, you know what I'm saying? But So, yeah, that's how I got into football. Yeah, uh, I think uh, that's nice, man. Uh, minus one of those teams. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we could be friends. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> you're, you become a fan of the Steelers. I'm a fan of the Ravens. Because so like... <laughs> <laughs> right. we didn't know each other until like a year later afterwards, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason I don't like the Steelers. <laughs> because I'm a Ravens fan. <laughs> Not a battle as those two, those two teams have done, man. Yeah, they always. <laughs> you said Troy Polamalu, man. I still remember. Dude, freaking, uh, uh, I forgot what where it was exactly. I think it was in the either divisional or championship of the 08 season when they went to the Super Bowl mm-hmm. against the Cardinals, and then he made that like one stop. Oh no, he made the interception. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah, and they. Uh, <laughs> it's a it's a tough pill to swallow uh but that's yeah. also why i like the afc north i mean they play each other so freaking tough yeah like division rivalries are important in football um but something about the afc north where even when the teams suck uh they still gonna play each other um, tooth and nail with everything they got minus last year's Browns. <laughs> <laughs> Even the Browns are like at least somewhat decent. Yeah. Bengals though. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about the Bengals last year. Especially not after they beat the Jets. Uh, Jets. Uh, Jets. <laughs> Um, you know, Hines Ward is actually a wide receiver, wide receiver coach for the Jets. No fooling. Yep. Huh. Well, I am so glad he is still hanging around. Yeah, it was weird. I, was, I don't know why you expect him to work in Pittsburgh, but I guess maybe. Right. So, he wanted to work for the Jets. Oh, do you think they, uh, how long has he been working for the Jets, though? Do you know? I think it's been a while, a couple of years, honestly. I've never huh? seen that like a while back. Hmm. Do you, um, cause I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm seeing it like this. Uh, you have Heinz Ward working as a wide receivers coach with Le'Veon Bell. Uh, I don't think Lev Bell is going to get the touches as a running back, but as a receiver, he could, he could be one of Sam Darnold's top targets, uh, this upcoming, this upcoming season. Or is that too blasphemous? Does is that too optimistic? <laughs> no. Is that too? <laughs> no, I mean I think def- I definitely think the Jets are going to be a much a definitely much better team. It's just I'm just not sure what Gates needs to go. <laughs> <laughs> needs to stop being such a head case and start you know just working with what you got. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't want Le'Veon Bell. Like, really? You're gonna? Why would you say that? <laughs> Any player? Like, what kind of coach says that? Our coach, apparently. Like, you're literally going straight to the media, letting the media know I don't like this player, but he's on the team anyway. So, right? Why? <laughs> like, cause work with what you got. Everybody knows he's an amazing player. Like, just do what you got to do to <laughs> make him succeed. Or let him succeed. Do you know how absolutely ungrateful you have to be to say that? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> like, I mean, because cause it's not even like Lev Bell was uh, was coming off of an injury or um, was, uh, you know, didn't have a, 
was losing production in season. Like, he was coming off an amazing season in Pittsburgh, wanted to get paid, but didn't want to stay in Pittsburgh, so to speak. Um, Quote-unquote, hey, might, might have been, you know, a little bit more Big Ben than it was AB, but that's neither here or there. But, uh, but, but basically, the Jets get him for like five mil cheap, cheaper than what he would have gotten if he stayed in Pittsburgh. And they locked him up for four years. So you have a guy like Lev Bell for four years. On top of that, he has like a year of rest. And you're going to sit here. I mean, geez, Louise. Bill. <laughs> Gee, I mean. <laughs> You have a dual threat running back, and you're like, eh, I don't really want him. Can't find a use for him. I don't know. Like, you know how selfish you have to be to do that bullcrap? Yeah, that's just really... Yeah. It's like I bought my girl... Like, <laughs> I'm going to kill Tim Kempstreet, the guy that's just getting here. That's a... Come on, man. It's like I buy my girl an Audi, and she's like, but I asked for a Mercedes. What? Um... <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> you know what? Hold up. Let me start texting some of your other friends. Because you obviously <laughs> ain't it. <laughs> obviously. Uh, I think that's a good place for a break. Do you want to take a break right here? Yeah, sure. All right. Uh, so we're going to go grab some water. Um, we're going to take a break. And uh, we will be right back. And hopefully, uh, once we have enough viewers, we can sell out and get sponsored. <laughs> And you'll... Sell out, sell out here. <laughs> uh, well, but yeah, no, I mean, yeah. Anyway, we're taking a break. Well, we'll catch you later. Be right back. <laughs> 